For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports. As always, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Cade Walker, and uh, today I have a few different things to discuss. Uh, the first of which is sort of an extension of something that I discussed in an episode last week. And so last week we discussed how Nolan Arenado won his eighth consecutive Gold Glove Award in as many seasons in the MLB. Uh, well, this time he took it a step further and he won MLB's Platinum Glove Award, which was anticipated as he won the Fielding Bible Award. Um, so it basically just further solidifies that Nolan Arenado is the or was the greatest fielding player in Major League Baseball this past season. We've talked about his offensive shortcomings, uh, but you know what he lacked on offense, he, he made up for on defense. So it was uh, go- cool to see that. Um, he deserved it, undoubtedly. Uh, all the metrics point to it, uh, even if they haven't in years past. He deserved it this season. Uh, with that being said, we have our first bit of Rockies news for this offseason. The hot stove is heating up, and uh, the Rockies have made their first signing, and this first signing was uh, Derek Rodriguez. Yes, Derek Rodriguez, the son of Pudge Rodriguez. Um, so Derek Rodriguez, I thought, was a pretty interesting prospect. Well, at least a decent arm that came up out of the Giants organization a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think there is a little bit of good indications that he – can perform at the major league level in his first season. I mean, he had a, a pretty low ERA in that first season of his in 2018, posted an ERA of 281. Well, unfortunately, that ballooned next season a little bit to uh, to 564. So he basically doubled it. Um, that's actually almost an exact doubling of his ERA from that season, and a little bit changed. You know, I think. In the first season, none of his peripheral numbers really suggested that he would become much worse. Uh, they they did a little bit, but uh, not not to the degree that it was expected. I think he was much better at missing barrels in 2018. He had one of the better uh, barrel percentages for a pitcher. Top 8% of the league in 2018 uh, dropped to 7% last year. Uh, so... And also a couple other numbers like expected weighted on base average was at 306 2018 and jumped to 356 in 2019. Uh, his K percentage at um, 18.3 in 2018 and then 16.2 last season. I'm not exactly sure what differences he made, uh, but I think there's there's something to salvage here at the very least. Again, this is it's a very low risk moderate reward type signing and these are 
the deals that you'd ideally have the Rockies make. Again, I just don't know how profitable it, this moves like this would be. You know, signing someone like Daniel Bard was a good move for the Rockies last season. It's tough to see someone replicating that type of performance, uh, at least, you know, that type of low-risk, high-reward type deal. I'm not sure where Derek Rodriguez would be, even at, you know, the ceiling of what his performance would be, the, the, the 90th percentile of what he would look like in full stride as a Rocky. Um, again, it's probably somewhere maybe as a reliable middle reliever, maybe a spot starter because he's, he's done that before as well. I'm not sure how much upside this has, but again, it doesn't have too much downside. And if it does pan out, then that's good. So, I mean, I don't hate the move. I don't dislike the move at all, actually. I just, you know, it's something that you're not really excited about. Um, there's not a ton of upside to it, like I said, so it's not a not a sexy move uh, I, I would say but you know it it's depth and it's hard to argue against depth you know maybe he even has a chance to unseat someone like a Chichi Gonzalez for the sixth spot in the rotation you know the long reliever spot starter type of type of role so you know you could see Derek Rodriguez take on a role like that uh, I mean, I'll, I'll read you a little bit of his batted ball profile or his, you know, his hit ball profile uh, from 2019. He, the, the, good, the good parts, the highlights, he issued a 49 percentile barrel rate, which is good, about average, and a 52 uh, percentile hard hit percentage. So about average there. So take that for what it's worth. Um, but, I mean, there's definitely some other concerning issues such as a 14th percentile expected win on base average and a 7th percentile strikeout percentage. Uh, well, you know, a player like Derek Rodriguez isn't going to whiff a lot of guys, but, I mean, if, if you're going to have a guy that doesn't strike out very many players, then ideally you'd want someone who draws poor contact. And, you know, maybe the hard hit percentage and barrel percentage numbers indicate that, but, you know, something more all-encompassing, in my opinion, like expected weighted on base average is probably not as encouraging as you might want it to be still uh, there's something to salvage here i mean the guy is only 28 um he has he has some gas left in the tank it's not like he's an older guy super veteran only played a couple of full seasons doesn't have too much wear and tear on his arm and you know maybe he comes out uh puts together a good campaign and maybe he's improved uh you know over the past week last couple of years it's definitely easier for pitchers to improve I think uh, their own stuff on their own individual timeline not sure what the report is for Derek Rodriguez regarding his character his work ethic uh, but if he has any bit of that I think he has the capability to you know grab a spot in the bullpen rotation for the 2021 baseball season now I want to discuss our sponsor for this show and that is DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, this Sunday will be a Sunday like no other. With this weekend's major golf tournament, along with both professional and collegiate football, there will be no shortage of action. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, wants to put you in the center of the action with so many different ways to make it rain. 
If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate Sunday's action, DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. That's right, you bet, and they cover with risk-free Sunday betting on all of Sunday's action. This weekend, there is plenty of action to get in on, so head to the app now and start making it rain. On top of all those great sign-up offers, DraftKings Sportsbook will have special promotions and odd boosts every day of this year's tournament in Augusta, Georgia. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is ensuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right, you bet, and they cover up to $100 when you use promo code MHS during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Risk-free coverage paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Now the second part of this episode is going to be a little bit more depressing. A little bit more discouraging. Just want to give you guys a heads up for what to expect for this offseason. Now I've talked about a lot of ideas that I have. I haven't talked about too much about trade candidates. That might be something that I look into in future episodes. But I have talked a lot about free agents and who I think the Rockies should go after. Um, a little bit about draft as well, but you know that's, that's neither here nor there. Rule 5 draft is something that I still think the Rockies would benefit from greatly. And I think that may be the way to add an immediate talent um, considering that the Rockies are probably not going to be aggressive this offseason now we all had our suspicions um, ownership has not been the most frivolous with their spending at least um, last offseason when no major league deals were accepted I mean they made some signings like Matt Kemp and Daniel Bard but nothing more notable than some something like that. Well, looks like that's going to be a repeat. You know, the Colorado Rockies owner, Dick Monfort, issued a letter, and it wasn't very optimistic when discussing this offseason, the financial implications of coronavirus and you know, the lack of games, the shortened season on the future of the franchise, at least in terms of this offseason and moving forward. So it's not a terribly encouraging thing to hear. Uh, part of the email said, uh, said, quote, the financial losses incurred across baseball in 2020 are astounding with losses at nearly $3 billion industry-wide and the average club losing nearly $100 million. It will take time to rebound, and in some cases, these losses will never be recovered. As a result, there will be nothing normal about this offseason as the industry faces a new economic reality, and each club will have to adjust, end quote. So it seems as if ownership is preparing the fan base for a quiet offseason, an offseason where hardly any money, if any money, is spent on improving the team. Now, I think that's a mistake. I think the Rockies can add talent at a very affordable level. I've discussed you know, some of the more affordable options. 
I'm not sure how the Rockies do that. If you look at last offseason, it's it's tough to see them spending a lot more this offseason than they did last offseason. So, again, there was there is a lot of legitimacy to that letter. Um, the Rockies definitely lost revenue this year. Um, and I think they have at least some difficulty in terms of finances when it comes to player contracts. You have Nolan Arenado making a huge amount of money. There's still uncertainty about what he's going to do with his opt-out when that time comes. Trevor Story is only under contract through 2021, so extending him has definitely got to be in the priority list for the Colorado Rockies. So, you know, all that considered, the Rockies have some decisions to make especially when it comes to something like Ian Desmond. Now, Ian Desmond is set to come back this season, and if he's cut, the Rockies owe him a bailout, which would save room for this season in terms of money, but still would cost them money. I believe they'd also have to pay the advancements of the buyout that was going to happen at uh, the end of the contract structure uh, because there was a, a team option for 2022. I believe that the Rockies would have to pay the additional $2 million for the buyout fee. So, you know, there's there's a lot of factors uh, when looking at, at the cap, the cap sheet of the Colorado Rockies, especially, you know, when your fourth highest paid player may be someone who hasn't played baseball in you know, over a year, uh, a, a year and a half potentially even. So it depends on on several things, but from how it looks like now it seems like the tone of the ownership the tone of the front office is less towards spending and more focused on developing within this could mean that the rockies are going to not try to be terribly competitive this season or even if they do try to be somewhat competitive they're not going to be uh, this may be a time a season where you take a look at your farm system your top end guys that should be ready that should be MLB ready, and you hold them to the fire and see what they do. You've you got to throw these guys in the deep end of the pool, see what happens. If you have someone like Brendan Rodgers, who's he sh- who should be ready, especially with how highly touted of a of a prospect he was, it's time for him to get you know regular at bats, regular innings out in the field, see what he has to what he has to show. If he doesn't necessarily pan out, you know, it may be something you want to move off on, especially if you're you're looking at the future of your team, uh, where what positions you want to draft, what positions you want to sign. And if you have someone like Brendan Rodgers in the back of your mind, like, mm, well, I have this, I have this franchise middle infielder that I don't necessarily want to, you know, back up some guys in in, in his spot. So, you know, that's that's definitely something that the Rockies should look at moving forward. Um, the Rockies have other guys who may or may not pan out, such as Josh Fuentes. I think he is more than good enough to be a defensive first baseman at this level. But offensively, there are certainly some question marks. And I think he began, uh, I've talked about him before, I think he began becoming a little bit overrated uh, by Rockies fans. But again, I mean, I think there's still some promise. It just has to show. I think he needs some competition in in uh, 
spring training. I think he needs some composition at camp to see how he performs. Uh, there's other other guys like Rymel Tapia who had very hot stretches of the season, but still questionable if he can hold down a starter spot long term uh, for an above average Rockies team. So uh, there's players like like this. Uh, David Dahl may be someone who the Rockies need to take a step back and evaluate. He, again, had some injury issues this year when he was healthy. He wasn't very good. So seeing someone like maybe Rymel Tapia fill that gap is at least somewhat in the back of the minds of the front office and the coaching staff, I would say. So, I mean, with all these things considered, don't expect a huge offseason from the Colorado Rockies. You know, I'll look at some moves that I think the Rockies very well could make, especially in terms of trades. But as of now, it doesn't seem like the Rockies will be spending a ton of money in free agency. Uh, it doesn't look like they'll be spending a ton of money acquiring more expensive players in trades. Um, but I think there's still opportunity and plenty of opportunity to add talent, especially in the Rule 5 draft and in you know the free agent market on the fringes signing someone like a CJ Crone, a little bit less expensive guy who has really good production. I think that he could he could produce in the right situation. So all that considered, thank you for tuning into the uh, 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports. As always, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. This is your host, Cade Walker. Follow me on Twitter at Cade C. Walker. We are now uh, just over a week away from the NBA draft. I have been doing a lot of coverage of the NBA draft on Twitter. Um, I may post something more official soon uh, through Mile High Sports. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, so um, just tune into that if you're interested in that at all. You know, And with episodes moving forward, if you want to ask a question, always shoot me a DM on Twitter uh, or, or just tweet at me. Again, Cade C. Walker, thank you for tuning in to the 20th and Blake podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.